Welcome to Love Your Heart, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic's Seidel and Arnold Miller Family Heart, Vascular, and Thoracic Institute. These podcasts will help you learn more about your heart, thoracic, and vascular systems, ways to stay healthy, and information about diseases and treatment options. Enjoy. All right. Well, hello, everybody. We're here this morning with Dr. Jerry Estep, who is the section head for our uh, section for heart failure and transplantation at the Cleveland Clinic. And uh, thank you for being here this morning to answer some questions that we have for our heart failure patients. Thank you for having me. Uh, Delighted to talk about this important you know, issue related to COVID-19 and uh, cardiovascular disease. Um, so the first question is always, I think patients are worried if you have heart failure, are you more at risk for getting COVID? Or is it if you get COVID, um, are you more at risk for serious complications? So we certainly appreciate um, from information from China and other countries and information evolving here that there are a number of conditions that are associated with being at being more at risk older being in a nursing home underlying medical conditions like chronic lung disease and serious heart conditions and and the one condition that uh, has been of concern is hypertension and hypertension certainly uh, it can be a common cause for heart failure. But really there's a, a paucity of information related to heart failure predisposing someone to be at higher risk. So I think it's the latter as it relates to that if you do get COVID, um, you're at higher risk of getting very sick or having a greater severity of, of, of illness. And so we're really promoting and highlighting for those with underlying heart failure, it is a serious underlying condition and do everything possible to minimize getting sick, related to good hand hygiene, social distancing, and staying at home as much as possible. I think that's the key um, message. We don't want our patients with heart failure, we don't want anybody to to acquire this illness and get sick, but if you have heart failure, there's a chance of becoming very ill um, because of this underlying significant condition. So when we hear um, patients who are very sick and they're in our ICUs, is, does COVID actually damage the heart? Does it cause heart failure? So yes, um, you know, unfortunately, COVID-19, like other viruses, can cause uh, inflammation in the heart and that can create damage. And we can see it when patients are in the hospital but by an abnormal EKG, it looks like patients are having a heart attack. Um, and we check blood work um, and screen for these heart enzymes. And when there's heart muscle injury, um, these enzymes can be uh, very elevated. And really it's a reflection in, in, in many patients of this inflammation burden, the body's response to the infection. And so patients can develop significant heart failure even in the absence of having heart failure as a risk factor. And so we are very uh, attentive to understanding those that come in with severe shortness of breath, whether they have cardiac manifestations. And so EKG, monitoring on telemetry to screen for any electrical uh, signals or changes. And in those patients that, that aren't getting better or have signs of fluid excess, we have a low threshold to actually look at the structure of the heart, its function and size, to understand in addition to looking at blood work, whether the heart is involved. 
is that is um, associated with a, unfortunately, a poor prognosis. But we take uh, aggressive measures to try to help our patients that have or develop heart failure from COVID. So the answer is yes, it can, it can create um, heart damage and heart failure. So would you suggest that patients who actually survive, you know, a COVID um, illness, they've been in the hospital that maybe afterward, um, after this is all settled, that they should be evaluated by a cardiologist later to see if there's, you know, the damage or if they need to have future care? So, yeah, I think it's a good question. I think those that have the infection from, should follow the recommendations put forth by the CDC and their local doctors in terms of, uh, uh, you know, minimizing distancing from others and not going and seeking maybe direct care. I think those that were short of breath um, in the hospital setting, most are likely to have a cardiac evaluation of some sort by EKG or blood work. And if, the, if, if those that are hospitalized are getting significantly better, and don't have pre-existing heart-related conditions and are free of shortness of breath, no evidence of a fluid excess, leg swelling, stomach swelling, no chest pain, um, they're probably okay. Those with underlying heart conditions should uh, follow up with their primary heart providers for continued maintenance of that comorbidity, whether it's hypertension or, or another type of heart condition. Um, and so I, I, I think it's, I think, it will be sorted out, if you will, during that hospitalization. And so those that are feeling fine and, and without any other line heart, uh, heart, heart underlying heart condition, um, I don't think they need to run to go see a heart doctor, especially in the context of, of everything going on. And we're really promoting uh, virtual platforms to evaluate patients. I think patients that have had COVID and are hospitalized or sent home and have persistent shortness of breath or a relapse um, of, of breathlessness, especially coupled with fluid retention, um, you know, those patients should seek attention and reach out to their primary uh, care physician. And if they develop severe reoccurring symptoms, rest, breathlessness, you know, this sense of doom, they should call 911 and seek more emergent care. Mm -hmm. um, there's been a lot in the news about some of the medications that are cardiac medications. Some are actually used for heart failure. Um, you know, and people are concerned, should they stay on their medication? Should they stay on their same doses? What are you telling patients about their medications? Yeah, so that's a very uh, good question. And, you know, we use these ACE inhibitors and angiotensin receptor blockers or ARBs. These medicines and those with the type of heart failure associated with reduced ejection fraction um, saves lives. It prolongs survival. And we're advocating not to stop or reduce the dose of these medications because the potential for rebound heart failure is more harmful. There are um, concerns about how ACE inhibitors and ARBs um, may uh, uh, protract or uh, cause greater severity of illness in terms of this ACE2 receptor that allows, as part of the viral entry into cells and whether overexpression and, 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 and is associated with more problems uh, than benefit. And there are some theoretical concerns and it's being sorted out and worked on, but the advocacy uh, by the major societies and what we're promoting for our, our heart failure patients right now, do not stop your ACE uh, uh, inhibitor or ARB or heart medications. 
um, unless you're told to do so by your uh, primary provider, um, and certainly don't reduce uh, the dose either, because there's more risk of having rebound heart failure problems um, than, than these other concerns. Mm -hmm. um, there are some concerns from patients about getting lab work or going to the hospital right now, going to see their doctor if they do have an appointment. Um, maybe even there's concern that patients, even when they're having symptoms, are not seeking care because they're worried about catching COVID if they go to a medical institution. Do you have any advice regarding that? Yes, that's a, a very important point. And um, what we're doing to continue to um, manage our, our patients that have heart failure is we are doing virtual visits. That's either by the use of a, a phone call or ideally a platform using a smartphone or a computer so that we have continued uh, interaction to understand the presence or absence of symptoms, the change in, in symptoms and stability. And we are doing blood work as part of surveillance and select patients um, to ensure the electrolytes are stable or to screen for any kidney problems. And so I think right now, um, for those patients that are relatively stable, defined as no worsening of their symptoms, can most importantly, connecting with your uh, provider is gonna be uh, key. I think what patients can do to help us help them, if you will, is uh, learn how to use these platforms, smartphone or, or computer to participate in, in telehealth visits um, and keep track of missed visits and work with your team. Um, certainly, um, you know, maintaining social distancing and if these measures are relaxed, there'll be an opportunity for in-person visits. So what we're advocating for is we really tailor it to the individual patient. I, I wanna highlight that patients that have progressive shortness of breath, feeling worse, certainly coupled with a, a history of having a need, needing to be in the hospital because of heart failure and persistent or refractory fluid retention. You couple that with you know, blood work that can be done safely um, um, closer to home or, or at, at, a, at a campus associated with your primary provider where we're seeing worsening kidney function. You know, heart failure can, is a serious underlying condition and, and the chances of dying with progressive severe heart failure defined by worsening persistent symptoms and this, what I've mentioned, there could be a 25 plus percent for some patients in excess of 50% of dying from the heart failure condition over the next several months to year, year and a half. And so for some patients, the risk of heart failure in death is greater than the risk of acquiring COVID-19 and dying from COVID-19. So we don't, you know, even in, given the unfortunate current pandemic, uh, we want to still um, um, be very sensitive to bringing in uh, select patients um, to have inpatient uh, care that they need. And, mm -hmm. and so, so, you know, certainly working with your provider to get guidance on how, on how that can be best um, achieved. You know, we have a low threshold to test for COVID-19. It can be difficult in some patients that have shortness of breath, how much is respiratory, how much is heart failure. And so certainly there's a lot involved in terms of that decision-making and, and working with your provider, but understanding if you're having these symptoms is the most important. And I think at first start, these virtual or telehealth platforms are very helpful. But if you're having severe shortness of breath and suffering, 
sense of doom, you should call 911 and, and, and the providers will help guide you and most importantly position them to take care of, uh, of you. So that's the messaging we're given. I think that's a critical, uh, a critical question. Mm -hmm. So just in, in a final point where people are at home and trying to quarantine and do everything they can to stay healthy, um, I know with heart failure, a big piece of that is just lifestyle and staying healthy. And um, what are you um, telling your patients during this time to help them stay healthy and um, stay out of the hospital? Yeah, so we're really advocating for staying at home. And, 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 and trying to stay at home as much as possible and in keeping with the CDC recommendations of wearing a mask if you have to um, go out. We're trying to minimize that because heart failure patients are at higher risk to get um, very sick if they acquire this. Um, and so social distancing, good hygiene, and then all the standard recommendations, a low sodium diet, watch fluid intake, importantly, take your medications, ensure you have enough uh, refills so that there's not a lapse because you can have rebound heart failure. And, and, and if we can minimize, you know, changes like that, that would warrant an appropriate hospital admission, we're, we're, we're better off. And so um, that's really what we're highlighting. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us this morning. This was a lot of very important information for patients with heart failure. Thank you very much. And, and I will, would love to highlight that the HFSA has a coronavirus COVID-19 resource center um, that patients and providers can look at um, that uh, detail a lot of the information um, we highlighted today. So thank you for having me, um, my privilege. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We welcome your comments and feedback please contact us at heart at ccf.org. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen at clevelandclinic.org slash loveyourheartpodcast. podcast.